0: BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Grabs the rebound
1: and resets in the corner. A, B for three, got it!
0: Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason
2: Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, it's a big one. BYU Cougars facing the San Francisco Dons in a massive matchup with NCAA tournament implications. BYU advanced to tonight's game with a 85-60 victory over LMU last night. The Cougars, they were spectacular, and they received contributions from several players. It started with Alex Barcelo scoring 22 points, but then you also had Fusini Traore picking up his eighth double-double with 15 points and 11 rebounds, not to mention Trevin Nell tied his season high with 15 points. It really was the type of performance you want to see coming into such an important conference tournament. Now, it sets up the matchup that will likely determine which one of these teams makes it to the NCAA tournament. San Francisco has not played, which is one of the perks of being the four seed. Normally, BYU has kind of been in this. Sometimes they, most times, they've been able to wait until Monday before they played, but usually BYU starting play on Saturday. Well, not this season. BYU starting in uh, last night, getting the win, and now moving on. Cougars and Dons split the regular season series with both teams winning on the other team's home floor. BYU rallied for a two-point win on the hilltop back on January 15th. But USF returned the favor on February 3rd, winning, going away at the Marriott Center by 14. The Dons' backcourt, Bouye and Shabazz, are formidable. And they have a low-post threat in Masalski, who had 16 points and 13 boards the last time these two teams met. Both teams' resumes are similar, which means both teams need tonight's game for a realistic chance of playing in the big dance. For more on tonight's matchup and a recap of last night's win over LMU, I talked with Hunter Erickson a few hours ago. Here's our conversation. Hunter, I can't imagine a better game for you guys to have played and certainly not just getting the win, but the way you guys played against LMU to kind of catapult you in to such a big matchup tonight. How much did last night's game really help sort of kind of set the tone a lot I think I think the biggest
3: thing in setting the tone was setting like our physicality and how physical we we're going to be especially just like putting us in the right trajectory for this game because it can be even more physical they got some bigger guys that we're going to have to uh, be strong with and get rebounds things like that so it was big
2: what was that experience like last night because obviously the last year You know, there was no fans there, predominantly BYU crowd, which is no surprise to anybody that follows BYU sports. What was the environment like last night to be able to to kick off the WCC tournament? It was super awesome,
3: especially with uh, just kind of like the rough patch we went through at the end of the season here. It just felt really good. Felt like all the gears were turning correctly. Felt like everything got going good and uh, just kind of felt like we got it all put back together, so. Is
2: good. And you guys had a really good start. And, you know, it's it's amazing how, speaking of setting the tone, how much that set the tone for the rest of the night. You guys were in control of that game from the get-go. And I thought that was a really important thing to see because I know how important these next couple of days are for you and your postseason hopes.
3: For sure. For sure. That's been something we've been focusing on a lot in practice lately is just like that first defensive possession of practice. Like whether we're five or 10 minutes into practice, it doesn't matter. That first defense possession is like the most important and we're going to make a play. Like it's not just, it's not just about playing good defense, being solid kind of thing. Like we're going to make a play and like make something happen.
2: Speaking of practice, Caleb told me this week when I was talking to him leading into the game yesterday he had mentioned and used the phrase building the team's edge. And he mentioned that. And then in postgame last night, I heard AB talking about the team's edge. That's obviously something that was brought up to you guys and was a focus. What does that mean to you guys? Take me through what that entails. Uh,
3: kind of similar to what I just said. Like, uh, like we're going out to make a play, like kind of like that chip on your shoulder. We're going to go out. We're going to be physical. We're not scared of anybody. And we're going to, we're going to make a play no matter what we're going to do more than just what's asked of us kind of thing.
2: What do you remember from the two previous games against San Francisco? Well, obviously
3: our last one was our, that last home game. It started a little slow and then we kind of gave it away later into the game and they uh, they got out in front and similar similar to that, in the first game we played them, it just kind of like stayed pretty slow the, the whole entire game and it was just neck and neck, pretty physical. No one really got going. Obviously, we were able to come out on top and so our kind of that uh, defensive edge is uh, kind of using that to catapult us into being more aggressive offensively as well. So hopefully we can uh, get that going here against this San Francisco game and have that edge and it'll help us
2: with our offense as well. Let's go back to the one at the Marriott center. I know that's the tough one to, to go back to, but how much of a motivating factor is that game specifically? Cause not too many teams come into the Marriott center and beat BYU by a margin like that. So how much are you looking forward to facing this team again?
3: Very much. It's, we know we, we didn't play like we are as a team. We didn't play up to our standards and we're not happy about that. We we got more things to prove and this is this is a stepping stone that we got to we got to really crush to get to get to where we want to go.
2: From a an Nexus and O standpoint and I'm certainly not asking for the game plan. We don't want to get that out there you know ahead <laughs> of things. But what has been the focus specifically with this game? Uh similar to that
3: edge is just like physicality especially with rebounding we got to be physical they got some bigger guys than we do at uh at those center spots and so we got to take advantage of you know like that low center of gravity that we can get with uh, our smaller bigs like Foose and stuff who's super strong and he can take advantage of that and make plays doing
2: that well, and I think uh, last night was a perfect example of what this team has shown for most of the year. And that's that certainly AB is going to be AB, but you had guys like Trevin and Spencer and Foos, everybody that came in contributed. And I-, I thought that was, I'm like, yeah, this, this is what this team can be. And I'm assuming you guys are, are expecting to come out with the same mindset tonight.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. With, <laughs> with who AB is, you know, he, he attracts a lot of attention and we got to, we got to do our part and we got to make those plays when he gives us those openings and we get a lot of those openings. So got to keep taking advantage.
2: Are you guys going into this game, feeling any pressure and really both teams need this game for a resume builder going into the NCAA tournament. So this is a big, big game. Do you guys allow that to be something that weighs you down or is it motivation and and you're looking at it only as that?
3: No, definitely, definitely a motivating factor, and I can say for sure, n- no one on this team is scared. We we know what this game means, but no one here is scared. That's kind of part of that that edge. Like I hate to keep harping on it, but like that's our that's been our number one thing. We none of us are scared. We're gonna go out and fight, and we gotta do, got to do we got to do what we got to do to get where we want.
2: Hunter, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and uh good luck tonight. We're all rooting for you and hoping for a win and uh hopefully a matchup on Monday uh, against Gonzaga. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. Sure, thank you. Appreciate it. That was BYU's Hunter Erickson. Appreciate him taking a few minutes before tonight's game. It's a big one and uh, and I love look, he talked about it a lot. We we focused on the edge and he brought that up a couple of times and that's what BYU played with last night. It was fun to see and they came out as the aggressor. There was nothing passive about anything BYU did last night. I I loved it, and and I've I've harped on this. I said it last night after the game. I said it just a a few minutes ago. That was a perfect way for BYU to begin this conference tournament. I love the mindset that they played with. Everybody was involved, and it's going to take another effort like that against a very good San Francisco team to be able to advance to Monday's matchup. All right, coming up next, we'll head to the side of the game tonight. It is the Orleans Arena, our courtside conversation with Mark Durant right after this break. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the New Skin BYU Sports
2: Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Uh, Mark, we're only like five and a half hours apart. I mean, it's snowing here. I mean, I assume that means it's snowing in Vegas too, right?
4: Oh yeah, it's uh, about six inches here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty pretty nasty actually. It, it, it's been pretty cold and windy today, uh, but I, I thought better of golfing in that weather and have just enjoyed the day. But no come golf on, for Vegas, you. Come That's on. some
2: breaking news.
4: Well, I know, man, but listen, I hate golfing in the wind. You know how good I am, but somehow when it's windy, I just I look like Greg Rubel out on the course. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. it Gets in my head, and anyway, I've been cold enough all winter. I don't want to be cold in Vegas.
2: All right, fair enough. Uh, one thing that was not cold last night was BYU. They were hot last night. I loved what I saw from them, and we hear so much about you know what we're going to worry about us. I-, I thought that was a perfect example of that. BYU went out and just did what BYU wanted to do. And look, L- LMU's there. Nobody's going to mistake them for one of the top teams in the conference. They. had a couple of guys that weren't there we understand that but that last night to me was about a BYU team that came out looking to set a tone to begin conference play.
4: I agree I was really pleased with the continuation in what I see of BYU's aggressiveness on defense their toughness that was the most exciting thing for me early in the season seeing in BYU I thought man this team has an identity of we, a little swagger of we are going to be a team that's going to shut you down, and you're going to, you know, you're going to be sorry after the game's over that you had to play us because you're going to have bruises and and it, you're going to be sore because you know we we really run you through the coal over the coals here. BYU I think lost that a little bit. They're finding it again just in time. Like you said, we'll see how they do against a really good team in San Francisco. Can that? Can that still translate for them? I think it can. Uh, But then you combine that with the resurgence offensively and you've got a lot of guys playing their most confident basketball, really, of the season. Foose, of course. Uh, Alex and uh, Tijon and, and Trevin's playing well. Spencer's playing well. Uh, go down the list. Uh, Caleb Lohner is, is playing his best basketball. I mean, it, everything seems to be coming together at the right time for BYU. It's certainly evidenced by the performance we saw last night. But this is this is now a different s- situation, isn't it? I mean, San Francisco yep. is a team that took care of you handily at home. Uh, it has really good, tall, big men. has a dynamic senior backcourt that can beat you on, by themselves. And then if somehow you won this game, then you've got Gonzaga. So, I mean, you're you're, you're no longer in the Pepperdine LMU world. You're in the, the big boy world. <laughs> but I like the direction the team's going, and I think it can translate tonight.
2: Well, and I was with you it, when you said this on postgame last night as well. We always talk about Alex Barcelo and how good Alex Barcelo is. So the fact that Alex Barcelo could still come out and just perform like he did, and and sh- I don't, show off's not the right word that, that's not what i'm trying to say but come out and be even more spectacular with everything we know we can do i was really impressed with what he did last night because he came out with that mindset from the get-go he was a bulldog
4: these tournaments whether it's a conference tournament or an ncaa tournament is made for superstars and that's when the the best players play their best basketball I thought Alex did that last night. He was so laser focused. I mean, he's always determined, always focused on the game, but it was a new level for me sitting here just, you know, a couple feet from him, watching him play, especially on defense, how important this is for him. And and great players, this is where they shine and this is their opportunity to show what they can do. He did that and he's a leader, so when he can when he's able to do that, the other guys can just follow right behind him and contribute. And I think that's what we saw. Uh, again, he'll have to have another great performance tonight. And uh, he'll need a lot of help. He'll need more help from the other guys. But, uh, listen, I've seen enough Alex Barcelo to, to know don't don't ever count him out. And he'll be at his best tonight. Win or lose, he'll be at his best.
2: Well, n- nobody needs to be told how important this game is. We've talked about it. We, we said this was a game that was probably, in all likelihood, going to determine whether or not BYU goes to the NCAA tournament or not. Now, you know, I can say that, you can say that, Greg can say that, but, you know, a tweet from Joe Lenardi 18 minutes ago just reemphasized every bit of it because in his headlines he says, A BYU win in the game against San Francisco should result in a record four bids for the WCC. Tonight's game is that big for BYU tonight.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, that's my assessment is if BYU wins that they'll be in. You know, they're last four in now. Uh, I, I think San Francisco, you know, talking with some San Francisco folks, coaching staff, uh, and they're hi- highly analytical. I mean, they're big into analytics and things, and they think even if they were to lose to BYU, they're in. Do you think that and, takes
2: the edge off for them a little bit? <laughs>
4: Like you, I can't, you can't I count
2: on it, but right. if you know that, I wonder if that takes the advantage off facing a team that has to have the game.
4: Well, I've seen it with BYU uh, in past years where they were kind of in the San Francisco situation where they looked like they were in win or lose and, and did not play particularly well. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how much to read into that. Um, I, I think it helps BYU. I don't know that it... It hurts San Francisco so much for their performance, but I think it helps BYU to have to have that edge because they're not in that situation, and that may give them a little extra motivation. Uh, And so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I really like BYU's chances. I mean, if you – let's talk about it, Jason. I mean, if you can go into selection and and BYU, if they win this game, they'll have had – they've won, what, six of their last seven with Mm -hmm. a loss on the road at a Q1 team. You'll have beaten the Q1 here tonight. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, listen, I want BYU to beat Gonzaga, uh, but you know, it's probably not going to happen. So you probably lose to Gonzaga as long as you don't get beat by 50, which is not a given. Uh, I, I mean, then you lost six of your last eight. Your only two losses were to the number one team in the country and in a Q1 on the road, and you've beaten a Q1. I mean... And you've won 23 games. I mean, yeah, what? yeah, the games
2: that happened two months ago aren't erased because they were two months right. ago. BYU had yeah, good right. wins.
4: Yeah, so I think their resume matches up, and it's hard to justify then if you, if you say San Francisco's a lock, even if they lose. How do you keep a team out with the same record, uh, with almost identical resumes in a lot of respects, and that team has beaten San Francisco twice to, to yeah. one loss? And, I mean, so you're kind of forcing the hand if you want to take – uh, san francisco we got to take byu that's four teams it's hard for me to believe that the committee would take four teams but maybe maybe that's where they're, maybe that has how good this conference is this year and uh, i hope that's the case but listen i don't want to have to sweat about yeah. that and uh, I, 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 if they lose i think it's it's mood even though it's a good team you're losing to i i don't think byu gets in but if they win i think they should be in
2: do you buy into the argument, and look, BYU has been in San Francisco's situation for almost their entire time in the tournament, where they're the team that has to wait a couple of days to play their first game, and the team they face has already been battle-tested to a certain degree. Well, now this time around, it's BYU that's played a game, and they looked really, really good last night. Do you buy into the fact that BYU has the has a slight advantage especially when you're talking about a a you know teams that are evenly matched the fact that they've played a game versus a team that's had to sit a little bit do, do you think BYU has an advantage there
4: I think they have a big advantage mostly because they were able to play so well like you said but because they played well they they didn't exhaust all of their resources for this game I mean back to back if you have to play Alex, 38, 40 minutes, it goes into overtime. That that, that would concern me because then you're back-to-back and your guys have already kind of been through it and beaten up and tired. I I think BYU will have the positives from that confidence builder and not the negatives of expending, you know, your energy necessarily that you you would need tonight. So I I think early in the game especially, you look for that, the BYU – will come out and maybe play well. It may take San Francisco a little bit. Then then they kind of get used to it, and it's, it's just another game. But uh, I, I do think it, it makes a difference that BYU has been in a position where they've played a game on this floor and have seen shots go in on this floor and have a level of comfort that San Francisco is going to take them a couple minutes at least to get used to.
2: Well, for many reasons, I hope BYU wins. Uh, one of them is that uh, that would give you a couple of extra days in Vegas, and hopefully by Monday the weather clears up so you can golf because I know you love it so much.
4: The golf gods, you know, they, they taketh, but they also giveth, and so I'm <laughs> sure we'll have some nice days. As, uh, as I wait for the great victory over Gonzaga out on the golf course.
2: I love it. Mark, thank you as always. We'll hear you with Greg coming up. Thanks.
4: Thanks, thanks, my friend. We'll see it.
2: The great Mark Durant joining me, our courtside conversation from the Orleans Arena. It is a big one tonight, Cougar fans, BYU and San Francisco. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires is the team you trust. We'll take a break, come back, we'll hit some scores and wrap things up before we get you back down to Vegas. Cougar pregame Game Live comes back right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard.
2: Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Getting you ready for BYU and USF. Tip-off coming your way in about 35 minutes or so. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com Monday using the online promo code BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location on Monday if... BYU gets the win tonight. Uh, Let's update you on something on the women's side of things. BYU women's basketball obviously not playing yet. Uh, They don't have to play until Monday, one of the perks of being the number one seed in the WCC tournament. We at least know now who they are going to face, and that is going to be Portland. Portland getting the win, advancing to the uh, semifinal on Monday against BYU. And if you remember... That is BYU's only loss in conference play. was on the road at Portland. And I've not obviously talked to Coach Judkins or anybody with the team, but uh, you got to imagine they are loving the fact that they get a rematch of that game uh, in a game that they felt they should have won. So uh, that should be a good one coming up on Monday. Uh, Also, after BYU's game tonight at the Orleans Arena, uh, the other game that will be played... Obviously has implications for who uh, St. Mary's will face uh, after our game, which obviously our starts at uh, at 8:30. The other game will start immediately. Well, excuse me, not immediately. Thirty minutes after will be Portland and Santa Clara again. The winner of that moving on to Monday's game against the. St. Mary's Gales. All right, one other thing to uh, update you on, softball getting the win today, 5-0 versus Cal. They were in the San Diego Classic, softball going 4-0 in San Diego in their games. They are now 13-4. Overall, All right, coming up uh, on Cougar Halftime Live, lots of scores, including top 25. We just didn't have a chance to get to those top 25 of the local teams in action. Uh, plus, we'll uh, get you an update on uh, other local teams that are playing, including men's volleyball at USC. We'll get to all that coming up on Cougar Halftime Live, but next it is the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: it's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar pregame coaches show brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on quarterfinal Saturday at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Tonight, the tourney five seed. The BYU Cougars take on fourth seed in San Francisco. For BYU, the hopes the Cougars have of making the NCAA tournament depend on defeating the Dons. My name is Greg Grubel. I'll have the play-by-play call for y'all. Tonight with me is my quarter-century broadcast partner, my friend and former BYU hoopster, Mark Durant. And Mark, for BYU, not only is tonight's game a winner go home, but it may be win and you're in. Tonight's game is a quad one contest for the Kooks. A win over USF would give BYU five Q1 wins and eight wins in quads one and two. BYU's net would get a boost. The Kooks would be two and one. Against the Dons, when you combine all of that with an excellent non-conference schedule, BYU might have done enough to make the field of 68, but it all rides on the next 40 minutes of play.
4: Yeah, this uh, game is kind of like a pre-Dayton Dayton game. The, the play-in game for BYU. And uh, Listen, it, if you're going to do something bad in life, do it in uh, way back in the past. And what I mean by that is, Don't let that be the last thing that people know about you or have experienced with you. And the good thing for BYU is kind of that two-week malaise they had where they dropped four games was, uh, you know, getting farther and farther away. And if they win tonight, they've won six of their last seven. They've got a win over a Q1 team. They've got their only loss on the road to a Q1 team. And even whatever happens Monday night, I mean, that's the number one team in the country, that means that BYU kind of have that moment and now they have been able to show we're back to where when you remember remember that time when you thought we were in and a lock and all that yeah we're still that team and we deserve it i think if they do get the win tonight they do deserve it and should
1: be in the ncaa tournament well as of moments ago joe lunardi has bumped byu from first team out to last team in and that's even before tonight's game Coming up after this, the pregame thoughts of head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome back inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Tonight, it's quarterfinal action at the West Coast Conference Tournament, BYU and USF, to be followed by Portland and Santa Clara. Through four men's games, the favored seed has won every game. The Cougars hope to stage the tournament's first upset then here tonight as the five-seed takes on the four-seeded Dons of USF. Well, BYU and USF split their season series with each team winning on the other team's home floor. But the BYU team that lost at home to USF a month ago doesn't look a lot like the BYU team, which has won five of six coming into tonight's matchup. And in tonight's pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. asked Coach Pope about what's gone into the Cougars appearing to peak at the right time.
5: I like, um, I like our, I think I like our mental state right now. Now every game is a, we know, especially in postseason, every game is a standalone <laughs> But I think our guys are. Um, I think our guys are together, and I think they're really, really hungry. And uh, I think they have a sense of how they need to play to give them a, uh, a chance to win. I think they're focused on very specific things together, and and I don't think we're afraid of losing right now. So um, I think we're in a good state of mind, and, and we just got to go fight tonight.
1: How do you need to play to beat San Francisco?
5: We got to take care of the glass. Um, they've you know they've, they've us by ten in the two games we played, and and um, you know you <laughs> If, if we don't win the glass, this game gets really, really hard for us. Um, we got to guard them in transition. We got to we got to uh, guard the three point line. So, uh, you know, it's a really, really talented team. They're really big. They're really talented in the backcourt, and they got wings that really shoot it, which is a, a really well put together team. Um, so, the defensive end is important. Our edge is everything. We just have to have edge. We got to have a make plays on defense edge, not just do your job but make plays. Then offensively, our key for the last three weeks has been fight physically to make a play for your teammate. Um, on the offensive end, the last two games against San Francisco, the win at their place and the loss at home, I still felt like we got beat up. We got beat up with us on offense at the rim. We got beat up uh, at the point of attack on a ball screen, and we just have to have a bigger, more physical presence. Uh, we got to be the hit first team, and, and uh, if we do, we'll have a chance.
1: They rely a ton on threes, but they haven't been banging threes on you nonstop.
5: Well, it's interesting, because they shoot a great percentage from three, except against the top half of the league. The top half of the league, they're only about 30, just just barely over 30%. I think they've shot 27% against us in two games. So it's a little it's, it's not that much of an anomaly um, the way they've shot it, but they're incredibly dangerous from the three-point line. That is a massive issue for us that we have to handle.
1: During this run you're on right now where you've won five of six second chance points, that's such a huge part of what you're doing and that speaks to fight.
5: Yeah, um, you know, with this starting lineup, there's some things we give give up, but there's some things we have, and with getting at three, we can. You know, he had a huge putback last night in the first half that was a real steadying possession, and uh, Caleb was great uh, with 10 rebounds in his minutes, and Foose with 11, and um, we, we just got to find a way. Um, the offensive glass is really important for us. Um, the offensive glass just doesn't mean you're going to the offensive glass. What it means is you get enough movement and enough attack on the offensive end that you have lanes to go attack the glass with, and so it's a good indicator of your ball movement and your pace. Finally, no matter what conference you're talking about, tough
1: to find a better quarterfinal matchup with as much on the line for both teams. Well, you got two bubble teams,
5: and um, so it's a huge game for both of us. It's a huge game, obviously, because every game in, in, in postseason play is huge, and is a stay-alive game, and and uh, so it's fun. This is what you live for in March. Let's go. We can't wait. Here's to staying alive. Coach, we'll talk to you post game. Okay, thanks, Rick.
1: All right, that's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's keys to the game brought to you by Ford. Build Ford proud. Mark Durant has keys to tonight's contest. Well, number, number one, you got to be within a couple on the
4: rebounding. You don't even have to win the rebounding, but you have to be right around them. You've got Vasalski and Tape. These are big guys that can crash the board, so you need to compete there. The other thing is uh, the, the team that has lost the, each game only made three three pointers. The other team shot the ball well. I mean, it. When you've got these guards, the caliber of guards we're going to see tonight is off the charts. I think whoever can make the most threes tonight wins this
1: game. Those are Mark's keys to the game. As we go to break, we tell you that Smiths has all of your fresh game day grilling favorites. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com. Make your game day great. Smiths, fresh for everyone the BYU store Cougar tip-off show coming up next on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: it's almost time to hit the hardwood this is the Cougar tip-off show brought to you by the BYU store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant, alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We welcome you back courtside at the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada, as we get you set for BYU and San Francisco. The Cougars, 22-9 and on the season, net of 50. USF, 23-8 and on the season, net of 26. It's a big, big game on the bubble. Another in a series of must-wins for the Cougars. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Rubel. And Mark Durant with you courtside. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our control board operators are Corbin Radford and Logan Gardner. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineering team, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. And you are tuned in on the new skin BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio, the BYU Cougars, the BYU game. Game Day and the KSL apps plus the online streams at BYU and BYU Cougars.com. Well, Mark, you brought this point up last night post game. It's an interesting one, uh, because at one point this season, BYU was 17 and 4 and basically locked into the NCAA tournament. A four-game losing skid followed that 17-4 start, but the Cougs have recovered to win five of six and put themselves back on the verge of a spot in the field of sixty-eight. And your point was that the 22-9 team we see now is actually playing better basketball than the team that went to Santa Clara with that 17-4 record.
4: Yeah, here's why I think that, because uh, that 17-4 to me was about just defense and rebounding. BYU did a good job. They never blew anyone out. They found a way to win. They had good leadership, and they found a way to get there. I mean, I'm, I'm not discounting that, but it wasn't. they weren't blowing teams out. They weren't overwhelming teams. They were just finding a way to win. Now, why I think that's different now is not that BYU's winning games by 20, which they have been, uh, but I think there's certain guys that are playing their best basketball. I mean, Caleb Lohner in that 17 4 was non existent in a lot of respects. He's playing excellent basketball now. Fusini was good. But he's playing unbelievable basketball right now. Gideon George at times was good. Gideon's very consistent right now. Spencer Johnson's better right now. I mean, really go down the list, except for Alex Barcelo, who's been good all year, and Tijon, really. Uh, I think you've got guys, you're finding your defense and rebounding back a little bit, which got you to 17-4, and four, but now you're adding all this offense. Now, the real, the kind of the flaw in my reasoning is, you haven't. I mean, you played St. Mary's. I mean, you played them well, but you haven't really played a lot of good teams lately. This yeah. will be the the test if my formula works. Yes,
1: it will show tonight against the Dons. So you have a hypothesis, and we're and, and we're trying <laughs> we're, it out. We're experimenting we a tonight. Pe- a
4: little peer review and all those <laughs> other things,
1: and we'll figure it out. Well, mouth-watering Hawaiian style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. Fresh off the grill, chicken teriyaki steak and sizzling shrimp at Coconut Island Grill with the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word Aloha. The six one oh nine oh for a fifteen percent discount off your next visit. Text the word Aloha to six one oh nine oh. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from USF head coach Todd Golden as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Las Vegas on the NewSkin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel.
1: The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues ahead of BYU and USF in the WCC Tournament Quarterfinals. BYU 6-2 and two in the WCC Tourney Quarterfinal Round. But last played in this round back in 2019 had the triple buys in both 2020 and 2021. USF is 4-4 four and four in the quarters since BYU joined the league. Don's coming into tonight's game. Penciled into the NCAA tournament field with 23 wins and a top 30 net. A short time ago, I chatted with USF head coach Todd Golden to kind of set the stakes for tonight's game against the Cougars with BYU having gained some momentum with a tourney win on this floor last night.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an awesome game. You know, it's it's crazy that it's happening in the quarterfinals. I think you have this uh, third and fourth best teams analytically by far in the league. So it's an interesting timing for the matchup, but in a sense it's, I think it's good uh, for both clubs. You know, it gives BYU another opportunity in the quad one early, and obviously you know, if, if they're able to become victorious I think that really helps them get on more stable and steady ground. And for us, you know, a quad one, quad two borderline game probably dependent upon the result. If we right. win, it might drop to a quad two on a neutral court, but honestly Great. I don't. You know, this is a really important game for us uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, seating wise and, and whatever may come of it. Um, and you know, I just I'm excited for it. You know, both these teams have played well all year. Uh, knock on wood, we're in a little better shape in terms of getting to the tournament right now. Um, but BYU, they have a very good club, and, and I expect them to, to be very challenging tonight. You do feel the body of work you've done the job though to this point, right? Yeah. You, you know, as, as we've discussed a lot, I'm probably one of the more analytical guys around, and, and just looking at our team sheet and looking at our quad one, quad two record, how we've done away from home. You know, I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I, I believe we're a lock if we're going off all of those things. I mean, we're 26 in the net. We're 22 or 3 in Kempom. Uh, we really don't have any bad things on our on our team sheet metric-wise. Uh, you know, the Portland loss, I, you know, if they're going to hang that over our heads, you know, we'll see. But uh, they're pretty dang good. They won Let's 7 out Portland of 8. Right now, right? <laughs> they're yeah. 7 out of 8. So, right. uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think we have. I, I truly believe I have. You know, we're in 126 out of 128 on Bracket Matrix. You know, we're a 9 seed on CBS. Jerry Palm does a great job. You usually pretty accurate. He has BYU in the, in the field as well. So uh, people that study it, people that, uh, you know, public perception when you listen to ESPN and stuff, you know, it might not be, but people really dig into it. Mm-hmm. I would consider us a lock, and I think BYU's right there. Okay, What do you take out of the season split with the Cougs? Uh, you know, interesting. Two different games. You know, I thought at home uh, they were playing with a little more confidence, and, and we you know, got off to a slow start. We didn't shoot the ball well. We got up to a 10-point lead in the second half, but it never felt comfortable, and, uh, you know, they were pretty gritty down the stretch making some big plays. Uh, and the game in Provo was kind of the reverse of that you know they got off to a great start I think we're down nine to four nine to two to start the game Uh, but then I thought we did a really nice job over the last 36 minutes of the game Uh, just you know playing with a lot of toughness and physicality protecting the rim on our end scoring at the rim on our end and uh, just kind of taking them out of what they wanted to do so Mark's a great coach you know I have a lot of respect for him and his staff I assume they're gonna have some things up their sleeve for us tonight Uh, and I think this is gonna be a great college basketball game you beat BYU during part of their four game slide since then they won five of six what are they showing you right now Uh, uh, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think they played some more difficult opponents during that slide. You right. know, they played a lot of LMU and, and Pepperdine lately, and I'm trying to take anything away from them. I thought BYU played really well at St. Mary's. Uh, you know, getting back in that game, especially late, they had a chance to tie it yep. with that Barcelo 3. Uh, so I think they are playing better. I think they're definitely playing better, and you know, it's tough. Listen, I'm fortunate that we haven't been in the situation where we've been juggling lineups all year, and I think Mark and his staff have done a wonderful job trying to navigate through that. Um, you know, so a lot of different things to, to get to this point, and I think this Will be the biggest challenge that they've had since St. Mary's. As always, Coach Golden, great chatting with you.
1: And uh, I, I say best of luck knowing that you know where I stand on this thing, but you know what I mean.
6: Yeah, you, you <laughs> want a one point uh, BYU victory tonight. I'll settle for a one point Dawes victory, but no, I appreciate you, Greg. Always enjoy speaking with you. Thanks again. Yep, you bet.
1: All right, that's USF head coach Todd Golden. And Mark, what a good guy the best i mean i I want him to lose tonight but what an awesome guy young brilliant mind done a great job with the program more of the cougar tip-off show coming up next live from the orleans arena in las vegas on the new skin byu sports network
0: the cougar tip-off show rolls on let's head back live courtside
1: BYU and USF coming up in the quarterfinals of the WCC tournament with the desperate Cougars needing a win to hold out hope of getting back into the NCAA tournament. If BYU survives this showdown with San Francisco, the Gonzaga Bulldogs await in the semifinals on Monday night. And it seems like a certain inevitability that when the Cougars come to Vegas, Gonzaga somehow figures in to what BYU wants to get done.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... You're going from the frying pan into the
1: fire with the Big 12, but I'm not going to be sad to to not have to play Gonzaga all the time anymore. Well, Mark, perhaps it's a a good thing BYU draws USF in this must-win game because Alex Barcelo scores more against San Francisco than against any other WCZ opponent, and A.B. looked like a man on a mission last night against LMU. He's kind of carried the team all season. Now with more weight than ever on his shoulders, he looks ready to, well, lug that load here in the month of March.
4: I'm just getting used to
1: BYU guards
4: having nice games, whether it's Nick Emery or Matt Carlino or whoever, or Alex Marcelo playing against San Francisco. I like that a lot. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see Alex and Tijon go against Bouye and Shabazz and this is gonna be fun. This is great basketball regardless of the result. This is gonna be a fun fun basketball game great conference But listen you talk about Alex Barcelo Greg. He's always Just locked in playing hard, you know, that's that's who he is But that was another level last night, and I think he just wants it so bad It's hard to imagine me BYU losing this game just because I know how
1: bad Alex wants it and may not happen for him But man, I, I love the way he competes as we go to break, we tell you that BYU men's basketball has been dunking on cancer through generous donations. Each BYU dunk during WCC play raised money for BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to SCCR at chem.byu.edu. A final word before tip-off is coming your way next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: The Cooper Tip Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside.
1: Before our last break here, Mark Durant, a quick word about uh, Trevin Nell. Trevin Nell was part of a pretty balanced effort last night for BYU as they defeated LMU. And clearly, Trevin Nell is one guy who likes this building. He's averaging 13 plus points a game in his WCC tournament games and shoots a great number from three.
4: I was never a great shooter, but there were certain gems. I felt extremely confident, and this is one of those for him. Had, what, 20
1: against Gonzaga last year, had 15 the other night, uh, and he just seems to like it, and that's so important for a shooter. Tip-off of BYU and USF is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the WCC Tournament in Las Vegas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.